The Song of Solomon, Chapter 1 The Song of Songs, which is Solomon's She, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is better than wine. Your anointing oils are fragrant. Your name is oil poured out. Therefore virgins love you. Draw me after you. Let us run. The king has brought me into his chambers. Others, we will exalt and rejoice in you. We will extol your love more than wine. Rightly do they love you. She, I am very dark but lovely, O daughters of Jerusalem, like the tents of Kedar, like the curtains of Solomon. Do not gaze at me because I am dark, because the sun has looked upon me. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me, they made me keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. Tell me, you whom my soul loves, where you pasture your flock, where you make it lie down at noon. For why should I be like one who veils herself beside the flocks of your companions? He, if you do not know, O most beautiful among women, follow in the tracks of the flock and pasture your young goats beside the shepherd's tents. I compare you, my love, to a mare among Pharaoh's chariots. Your cheeks are lovely with ornaments, your neck with strings of jewels. Others, we will make for you ornaments of gold studded with silver. She, while the king was on his couch, my nard gave forth its fragrance. My beloved is to me <laughs> a sachet of myrrh that lies between my breasts. My beloved is to me a cluster of henna blossoms in the vineyards of Engedi. He, behold, you are beautiful, my love. Behold, you are beautiful. Your eyes are doves. She, behold, you are beautiful, my beloved, truly delightful. Our couch is green. The beams of our house are cedar. Our rafters are pine. <laughs> this is the word of the Lord. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks be to God. Woo! All right, there. Uh, is this Stevie in here or is it just me? <laughs> I mean, if if our listeners only knew how many takes it took to get through that. It, you know, what was, what was tough in trying to get through it? I mean, this just brings out the middle school boy. Yeah. But when Very it much starts so. out with let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. I know. And Barrett's just you and me sitting in this windowless room <laughs> together. <laughs> There's just something about it. <laughs> it was, yeah, this is one of the more difficult things I've had to do in my life oh. was to get through reading chapter one of Song of Solomon with Will Carlisle. <laughs> 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 uh. All right. Well, here we are. We just did it. Which is an accomplishment of its own, yes, right? Yes, it is. Um, and but I mean, like we said, we as we were trying to wind down before reading this, people died, uh, you know, to translate all of scripture, including this. That's right. Into English, um, for us to have, and you know, this is inspired of the Holy Spirit, and so it is a very erotic book. It is very um, romantic, passionate, passionate. Yes, lots of kissing and uh, <laughs> body parts. I yeah, don't know yeah, body part. Like yeah, speaking like, very candidly to it, one another. Yes, yes. yes. And so, um, <clears throat> but you know, I think it's easy to just say like, "Oh yeah, this is just like a model of like how we should have sex as married people, mm. um, as Christians." But as we were talking about beforehand, there's actually a lot more going on here. 
And, um, you know, because we don't always use like super steamy erotic language, um, to talk about, uh, you know, our faith, which is probably good that we don't rely on that a ton. That doesn't mean that, uh, you know, we are exempt from having things to learn here. And so Barrett, it's just you and me, two guys talking about sex and then putting it on the internet. Yeah. What could go wrong? (laughs) What are your thoughts on, on this reading today? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I think you bring up a good point. Um, just about how there are things to learn about this and to learn about our faith when looking at this. And particularly because, you know, when we look at the marriage between a man and woman, um, it is mirrored in the marriage between Christ and his church. And so that's a very clear teaching in scripture that that analogy is used that, that, you know, Christ is a groom and, and the bride is, is his church. And that there will be this, you know, marriage supper, at the end, um, in the book of revelation, it talks about that. And so, um, you know, one thing to take away here, I mean, as, as, as like middle school boy, as it's taken us to, and, (laughs) and as, as silly as it sounds to like read this, you know, me and you will, um, you know, it, it does take us to the fact that inside of a marriage, there is to be emotion and passion towards one another. Um, so, you can apply that to the marriage between a husband and wife. I think you can also apply that to the marriage between Christ and his church, that there is a, there is emotions and there's, there's passions toward, you know, from Christ towards his church as there should be from the bride to the groom as well. And that's the interaction that we see here. They're both Mm -hmm. talking to one another Mm -hmm. and kind of have these emotional responses to each other. Um, and we should have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one thing I was <clears throat> thinking as we were we were kind of uh, talking beforehand was um, we, Jason, rightly so, talks a lot in his sermons. Uh, he mentioned this past week and has in, in sermons past the difference between a marketplace relationship <clears throat> and a covenantal relationship. Now, obviously, a marriage relationship is a covenantal relationship. However, and and, and you know, we should we should view that differently than we do marketplace relationships. But once you get into a covenant relationship, it is not a foregone conclusion that the that the you know covenant relationship kind of turns very stale. Yeah, and like it's more of a yeah. an on paper relationship. It's like well we're together because like you know we made vows and like we're yeah. married and uh, but. A, you know, a good marriage actually grow. It's, it's not just like this, you know, very passionate relationship in the very beginning. And then, you know, there's none of that going forward, mm-hmm. uh, but it maintains this level of emotion mm-hmm. and passion and, you know, and, and, you know, love and even romantic love, like towards one another. And, <clears throat> and it should be the same way with our relationship with the Lord. Yep. Like it's, it's, we should have that same kind of faith in God where we grow into a a deeper relationship but as we grow into a deeper relationship maintaining you know this same sort of like emotional kind of back and forth um that i think is is witness here in song of solomon yeah absolutely you know i think that it's completely true that anytime we see um marriage uh we we should think of christ in the church we should think of the relationship between god and his people and you know the the way that we relate to God as a church is it's very paradoxical and complex because in, in one way, um, you know, we, we relate to God as a father, 
and one way we relate to him as a friend and one way we relate to him as a lover and one way we relate to him as a master and there's all these different images that we are given in scripture um to kind of help us you know frame how we relate to god and i i do think that this this what we see in song of solomon is really important and we should not discard it just because it might be um, a little uncomfortable but what it gives us a unique window into is that passion that Christ has for his church and that the church ought to have for Christ. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's like dead on you. We can so easily le- lose um, our actual love for Christ um, while staying committed in, in our service to him. And, you know, we see that in the book of Revelation um, in the letters to the churches. Um, I can't remember which church it is, but do you remember which church it is? It's like, They've lost their first love. Is it Ephesus? Laodicea, Laodicea? I want to see. Okay, I, I, I want to see. I want to say. Anyways. Yep. Regardless, um, you know, it, there's this zeal and passion um, that should be central to our love for Christ that um, should permeate our marriage um, as it reflects that relationship between Christ and his church. And so I think that's what we're going to see a lot of in Song of Songs. You know, there's there's some very cryptic, evocative um, yeah. language that we're going to see. There's <laughs> there's going to be some not cryptic, evocative language that, <laughs> that we're, we're going to really struggle to get through. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be awesome. But we'll do it. You and me in this windowless room. <laughs> reading, <laughs> that's right. Reading it for our internet friends. But I will say, let, let's let's... Uh, let's talk a little bit about the characters as we start out the book yes, of Song okay, that's, of Solomon. That's a good word, yes. And so, um, you know, we there's this, obviously, a man and a woman, and then you have, and uh, the headings, she, so you'll hear us say she, and then we read verses, and then it says, then we say he, and we read yeah. verses. So this is her talking, this is him talking, and then there's these others. Yeah. So there's kind of this, like, chorus of people mm-hmm. that are out there kind of observing their relationship yeah. it seems yeah um and so it, it's actually you know a beautiful like poetic piece mm-hmm. if you if you think about all that went into uh constructing this but um he apparently is a shepherd and then she is uh working out in the vineyards and so you know in verse six i mean she says my mother's Sons were angry with me. They made me keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. And so she's basically saying, like, I haven't taken care of my own body. You know, I've been out working. Uh, Mm. She talks about how she's very dark. And so, you know, don't know if that means, like, she was lighter skinned but got darker or if she was darker skinned and got darker or whatever. Um, But, you know, obviously she's been out in the fields working. Like, her hands are probably rough, you Mm. know. Uh, her hair maybe unkempt or something like that. And so she's saying like my, you know, I, I haven't been ke- uh, taking care of my own vineyard, but he is saying, no, you are like absolutely beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like totally captivated by her, absolutely. by her beauty and, um, and just her in general. So, so those are kind of like the characters in the book of the song of Solomon. And they're the ones that are just talking back and forth to each other the whole yeah. time. And I did, so before we close, I did also have this thought that I just remembered. Yeah. Of, I think it's important to frame this as Song of Solomon or Song of Songs, as it's you know traditionally been called, is a book of poetry in the Old Testament. Mm. And you know the books of poetry, we have uh, Psalms, Proverbs, 
Ecclesiastes, Lamentations, Song of Solomon. And um, these are all very, very, very different books. So Psalms is probably the one we're most familiar and comfortable with. It's where we get, you know, like the Lord is my shepherd. It's a lot of very vertical, um, you know, me and God or us and God kind of prayers and songs. Mm. Proverbs also very well loved and traversed is, uh, you know, basically daily wisdom for a godly life. Mm. Ecclesiastes is, you know, this really fascinating, um, nothing matters. Depressing. So yeah, yeah, like it it comes off as kind of depressing. It's actually, it's one of my favorite books because basically the whole point of it is like, take the pressure off of yourself and love and enjoy the life that God's given you. Right. Lamentations is this post-exile book of, you know, it's like five really just grungy, lamentation like sad songs yep blues songs song of songs is this like erotic uh you know monogamous marriage like play like you said it's like we have the male lead the female lead and then this chorus of Mm -hmm. others and so we have to see like this is feeding into this larger Council of biblical wisdom that is presented in the poetry. So let's keep that in mind as we move forward. And here we got some some awesome stuff left for us to read today. So (laughs) let's press on. For Barrett Fisher, this is Will Carlisle. And you better believe that we'll see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to our daily rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404 465 1737 or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.